Woohoo! <laughs> we are live. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? Welcome to Into the Core podcast. I am your host, Linda. I am so excited to have you here. Um, today, we're going to be talking about the state of the modeling industry as well as content um, in this beautiful continent that we call Africa and how we can build it up and what we need to do to make, um, you know, to be seen and to be heard. So it's to be seen in different, uh, in, in various ways and various aspects. So we're gonna dive into that. But before we do that, before I introduce my beautiful guests, I uh, say the beautiful people, I tell you. Uh, before I introduce my beautiful people, um, I always start my show with an introduction and here we go. Into the core. Get into it. All good things in Africa and beyond. And we're back. That, that that little intro always gets me so hyped up. So I'm really sorry. Oh, and I think I <laughs> Good music. <laughs> so let me start with a couple of people right now. My guests are absolutely fantastic, amazing people doing big things in the industry. This is about the modeling industry and what we need to do. Let me first and foremost introduce Catlejo. Catlejo, I got to meet him I think in 2018, <laughs> and he is absolutely fantastic. He is um, from South Africa. Uh, he is right now during this pandemic, I think started a, um, a magazine. That is him, that is him. Um, and you see how he's placed the clothes in the background that is just, you know, it's about styling and profiling. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited. So he's been in the production side of fashion and now, you know, he's a creative director of Oak Magazine. So welcome, Katlejo. Um, the next person I'm going to add is, let's see, let's see, let's go with BC. Women, so now I've got men, women, female, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so BC is um, absolutely fantastic. She's a model first and she's also a booker. Am I allowed to say the name of the agency, BC? Yes, of course. Um, she's a booker for ICE models in um, in Cape Town. In and she's doing in Johannesburg, sorry. And she's absolutely <laughs> fantastic. I mean, we're gonna get the ins and the outs of how we can go about um, you know, working with our agencies. And, and I say the agencies in Africa, because I always talk about the good things in and out of Africa, but now we're all in Africa. So we're going to be talking about um, the factors out here. Um, and our next guest is going to be the one, the only from Kenya. I have to hype him up a little bit. Um, <laughs> because we love him. So we're going to be talking to Nelvin. It's love. It's all love. So Nelvin Schumer is... Um, uh, 
a model. And we're going to find out about his story also. He's been um, in the industry and now, you know, I know that he's also a designer. So we're going to also find out about this beautiful facet and this little leeway that you've taken into being a designer as well as a model and how that's working out for you. So for right now, I want to welcome everybody to the stream. I'm really excited to have you. I'm, um, yeah, I'm jazzed. So thank you guys um, for giving me your time. This is super awesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now let's let, let's get down and dirty. Um, I don't know if it's really down and dirty, but it's it's something nice. Um, let's into talk the about core. Into the core. <laughs> exactly. Um, let's let's start with um, the state of the modeling industry right now. You know, we've gone into pandemic, and we've seen that things have. You know, a, a lot of things have changed. I'm seeing that people are into now, you know, I, I get the 3D virtual um, space, but what does that, what do you guys think? I'm gonna start with Nelvin. What do you guys think about the state of the industry um, um, from the outside? You know, you as a model, right now people wanna go virtual 3D. Do you think it's gonna affect the industry? And yeah, what do you think is the state of our fashion industry? Uh, modeling as it is right now, it's 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 changed because um, even how clients uh, book, uh, they do their bookings, it's totally different. So uh, international bookings and local bookings, they all uh, heavily depend on uh, the model, let's say, and uh, how models are getting uh, picked and uh, how uh, they're able to do uh, the work per se. It's totally different now. So, for instance, I got booked for. Uh, this job uh, from back in Cape Town, it was a virtual casting. Um, okay. They did a whole, uh, yeah, they did a whole uh, casting of of the all the models across, um, uh, let's say across the world because they have diverse models from different places. Yeah, yeah. So even even that, uh, they sh even how the client was going to shoot that um, uh, that campaign, uh, it was it was their model themselves uh, was the one who was going to. To, to use their phone or source a local product. Uh -huh. Source a local Sorry. producer, you okay? Yeah, I was yes. Yeah, <laughs> so even that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so even that, uh, it means now models have to do the extra work. Yeah. You there? Yeah, yeah, I can, we can hear you, we can hear you, keep going. Yes, so uh, it's all totally different now when it comes to, to even how jobs are being um, uh, um, sourced uh, from, from uh, by, by, by clients directly to the model. Okay. Um, what about you? Um, what about you, BC? I mean, like when you when it comes to what you think about the state of the fashion industry, what do you think? Um, what do you think needs to happen? Or what do you think the state of the of the of the industry is right now, and how is it affecting the modeling? You know, the world of models. Well, I mean, things have obviously changed a lot. <laughs> it's completely different. I mean, I started working um, 
book about uh, two years ago. And obviously, I've been doing modeling for about 15 years now, which is a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is. But thankfully, I mean, it's, I mean, I can only speak for, for where I work, which is the Johannesburg market. And I think yeah. we've actually now gone back to things the way that we're like clients are treating more. Obviously, when it comes to like the fashion industry, it's still a little bit different. Um, yeah. But when it comes to like treating commercials, uh, we're fortunate that we're getting back to getting back to normal and things are uh, better now. Um, it was a little bit different when we came back to work because I came back to work at the at the end of June because I think our company opened back probably, I think, May-June. So I came back to work at the end of June. And it was completely different because before we would send castings out to models, we'll send them and they'll go for the physical casting. So now yeah. for them to actually now do the self-tape, uh, it was a little bit different because now we have to go on YouTube as well. We have to send them, this is how you have to hold your phone when you record, this is how you have to do it. This is how you have to do the introduction. And you have to represent yourself well, you know, because now it's not just you being in front of the in front of the casting director and they're giving you they're giving you uh, tips on what to do. Now you have to do it yourself. Now you have to be the casting director. Now you have to do everything different. Uh, but for, I think uh, I think for Johannesburg, it's it's very different now. We're fortunate, and things are getting a little bit back to normal because now the casting directors are also doing physical castings now. Uh, so before they would do the they would do the self tapes and all, for us bookers as well it has been a little bit different because mm -hmm. we have to get the self tapes and we have to rename them we have to watch every single tape uh, of each model we have to watch everything because you just don't get it and just send it up to clients like that I mean to the casting directors like that because they also want a specific way on how you need to name the tapes uh, so it's, yeah. been, it's been very different it's been quite interesting to to do that uh, but yeah. I think in general we're fortunate that things are, are getting a little bit back to normal so yeah oh that's awesome what about you Katleho I mean like now that you are you know you did the first um, magazine online and then what is what is how do you feel that the, the industry is 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 looking I mean yeah what what's your take on the industry um, basically, my take is um, how I see it is it's an opportunity, um, firstly. Um, so I'm always an optimist, basically. So I look at the brighter side towards mm. things. Kakleho <laughs> <laughs> is always happy. I've never seen him in a bad mood. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to testify to this, like, I can't yeah. have a bad day, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I can't just things get me down because I always have to keep on moving and going on to the next. So I think for me, how I saw it was, it was an opportunity for us to just grow and learn new ways of doing things. So as mm. you said earlier, like virtual things, recording, and all of that. So even with um, our publication that we launched during the whole pandemic, um, mm. there was a reason we launched it during pandemic because we saw that other businesses were being affected and we didn't want mm. the creative industry to suffer in the sense of the other businesses closing down and other publications closing down. So we thought that actually, you know what? There is a gap in the market here we have to keep things going and show people that we can still do things within the pandemic. 
It's just about learning the new normal, basically. Yeah. I'm, I, I really feel like we, we, we do have an opportunity to, you know, um, we were talking last week with um, some beautiful minds and we, we, were, we were talking about our, our focus on each sector that we are in, say, within the fashion industry. And it's just a great time to, uh, for us to stop, take a minute, rethink our strategies and then go back in and say, okay, this is what I'm changing. This is what I'm adding. This is what I'm removing. I mean, it's, it really has created the time for us to really think about how we're doing business. Um, what I would love to find out from you guys now is um, what are some of the opportunities that you have seen within the industry that have, um, you know, for you that you're excited about? So let me start with you, BC. I think like um, Kakleo said as well, it's just um, the opportunity to become more creative. Um, you just don't want to stick back and be like, okay, well, there's a pandemic, there's nothing that I can do right now. Um, and I think it's also for the models as well to become more creative with themselves and with the way, because it's so easy to just go for, um, to go to um, a, casting, um, a casting, and then you get there, they only give you a few minutes. You there you do the because I mean if you go for a casting, there's probably like 200 people there. Models talk about that all the time, especially when you go for like um what is it called uh, a TV commercial casting. They're looking yeah. for one or two people, but you you get there you have to wait for. I mean I've gone for a casting before where I had to be like four hours, um and the reason for this is like this was spend a lot of money, so everybody was wasting. They're like I am not leaving. I'm gonna get an opportunity to cast good money. So I'm going to dedicate my whole day and I'm going to stay here. Um, and I think also you just get a few minutes to do that and you're not creative enough because you need the casting and you're like, oh, I didn't do well. I, I should have done this. I should have done that. But if you're at home and you get to do the self-tapes, you have more than enough time. Because at the yeah. end, we always send out the castings a day before or even two days before. So you have enough time to practice. You have enough time to rehearse. You have enough time to do the tape, to do the self-tapes over and over and over again as a model. So you have enough time to actually look at yourself like, you know what, I can do more. You know, I can yeah. see the opportunity to do more. So for me, it's just for the model to become more creative with the cast things with the way they dress um because you might you look at this tape okay maybe this is not the right thing for me to wear you can go back and change because you have 24 hours i mean if we send the captain to you today we'll probably need it. sometimes it's even over the weekend you know so yeah. we might send the person on a friday and you have till monday for you to be able to submit the casting so you have the whole weekend so it's for you to become more creative with the way you dress your makeup with the way you cast you look at the videos over and over again so for me for the models that's the way that happening is for them to just become more creative in the way they do their classes oh that's awesome i mean like I, I i like that i mean like that now you have that you have time to really take care of what you look like you know you don't have the pressure of seeing like you know 30 60 100 models yeah. all there you have time to have that self-confidence and build that confidence yeah. and that's the thing. Um, like sometimes you go, there's some casting directors where you go to and they cast you in front of other models and the nerves are there because like even if you're good you're like the other people sitting here watching me oh my gosh i'm freaking out but if yeah. you're doing the casting at home you're by yourself you have enough time so yeah you have a self-confidence there you can build it more <laughs> 
Nelvin, what are your thoughts too? Um, you know, what do, what do you think? I completely agree with BC because um, oh, even on a different scale, look at it this way. Uh, you could actually do a concept and pitch it directly to, to the client. Yeah. If you're, because, yeah, because um, as a model, you have, if you have creative, um, uh, creative power where you can be able to do, uh, let's say you're able to pull a, desi a designer, you're able to pull a photographer, a makeup artist, um, let's say this, uh, the, let's say they're your friends and you're able to do uh, a, a beautiful concept and execute it well, that you can be able to pitch it directly to, to, to a brand and they can pick up the concept because um, if you're, yeah, because if everything is done uh, virtually and everything is online now, so you can be able to, to, to do a concept, pitch it directly to the, uh, to a brand. If they pick it well and good, you know? Um, I think you're you were going in and out with the with with the with the network, but um, you know when you when you put it that way, I mean, like I really sure. like the fact that you can. I really like the fact that you can say, um, yeah, you can go and pitch to a client, or you can be a little bit more creative. But if you're booked through an agency, you know, so mm -hmm. here I am trying to trying to get the agencies back. I'm like, come back, come back, you know, um, more jobs, more jobs. Uh, <laughs> so um, I do like the fact that, yes, you can reach out to um, clients. But what I'm trying what how I'm trying to think about it is, you know, we're talking about agency and, and models and agency um, and trying to sustain a platform where it could be it could be a dying platform at this point you know there could be you know this this is the time where you're saying like you're right you know i can go directly to a client why do i have to go through the agency and i can pitch directly to them because we're miles and you know we're far apart but how do we how do we is there another another way of sustaining the industry um especially during a time like this you're signed to an agency nelvin and so are you bc um do you get a lot of work through agency or have you been getting a lot of you know um client to model work Can uh, I, for instance yes I, for instance, uh, since I'm now based in uh, Nairobi, Kenya, uh, yeah. I've only gotten on uh, one casting from uh, my agency in Cape Town, Cover. Okay. And uh, yeah, it wasn't able to convert into work. But um, the point uh, that I said earlier about uh, you pitching directly to clients is because here in Kenya, uh, we lack structure mm -hmm. when it comes to agencies, uh, more mm -hmm. so uh, modeling agencies. Because yeah. how it, yeah, because of how it basically works here, it's not more, it's not structured in terms of how it it move it, it uh, transitions from um, the model to the client to the agency then to the client. So yeah. for us here, uh, there's that opportunity where if you're able to create something beautiful, you can pitch it directly. But in an industry where the structure is more um, solid, like in 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 SA, uh, there it's different. Now uh, you're able to get castings, and then uh, once you get the castings, it's, you lay the cast uh, virtually or you'll go there physically. So there it works okay. different than here, I, I believe so, yeah? Okay. Um, and then I jump yeah. in also on that. Um, in terms of like the industry and how I see it 
in terms of agencies and stuff. I think, especially with models, like I, I would say personally, it's a vital thing to have an agent, especially when you are, I think, also looking at the two different countries that we both all come from, basically. Um, yeah. In South Africa, for instance, it's a must, I would say, to have an agent's agency to be represented just because um some clients may not may take advantage of you they may do certain things they may pay you less they may <laughs> ask you to come through at different times so and as a model sometimes you don't necessarily have the power to say oh no because you're also thinking wait this is also a paying gig at the end of the day so an agent helps mm. you in terms of representing you and being like, almost like, I don't want to put it a bridge, way, but almost like the bad guy in the in the business of it. Well, and the one who fights for you. This is what we agreed on. So my model isn't doing one, two, and three because a client can easily say when you're on set and stuff, change and be like, mm. actually, I don't like how certain things are happening, I want things to change. But in the agreement originally with the agent, that was not communicated with. So I would say that agencies are extremely, extremely vital, I would say. So um, yeah, I'm going I'm to come to both of you. I, I'm going to ask um, Katlejo and, and um, Nelvin. Nelvin, what would you like to see in the agencies here in Kenya? And Katlejo, that will go for you. Um, because, you know, I'm sitting here in Kenya and BC, you know, you're, I'm, I'm going to come up with a one-up, you know, you know, <laughs> like sell that ship home. But, um, but Nelvin, you know what I mean? You, you've been here, you understand how the agencies are. Um, what would you like to see the agencies do for you? And how would you like to be represented? That's a very, it's a very key thing. We can point fingers, but we need to, we need to say, hey, listen, you need to pull your socks up and this is what we want from you. This is, this is how we want you to represent us. We're the, mm. we're the, you know, we're the ones who are bringing in the money into the agencies, right? So if you're going to represent <laughs> us, this is what we want you to do. Yeah, because look, if you have a happy model and you have a model who becomes like, you know, the superest of models in the world, you know, everybody sits happy, you know, because you're getting bookings left, right and center. You know, enter BC, she'll be booking you in Joburg. Enter Catalejo, he'll get you another whatever. Nelvin, you'll be introducing other, you know what I mean? Other models and saying, hey, come into my agency. This is, you know, they really take care of us. So what would you like to see, Nelvin? You're the model. Tell me. I'm the facilitator. Creating the conversation. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very, yeah. good, it's a very good question. It's a very good question. But the unfortunate thing here is, uh, the agencies themselves, they're not, their interest is not best to the model. Even they themselves, when it comes to the rates uh, that they quote to the client and the, how it's supposed to transition back to the model, it's a whole different case. Uh, there was a hashtag some time back trending here, uh, pay models KE. And that was basically for, for the agencies. Mm -hmm. Because uh, it's not directly model to client. It was uh, agency, model to agency. So a whole agency where they don't um, cater 
properly to the models when it comes to the pay, to how uh, they treat their models in-house, um, even how they send them to, 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 to castings, to jobs. It's, it's, it's totally different. And um, the thing I would like to see change is um, proper structure uh, within the agencies. Um, proper structure. Such, so such as you want to see when you get signed in, um, Nelvin is basically taken through an orientation program. This is what we do. These are the people that we're working with. These are some of our clients. This is where this is going to be your agency fee. And I'm, I'm, I'm presuming uh, Nelvin, correct me if I'm wrong, and BC, correct me if I'm wrong, Katlejo, correct me if I'm wrong, that every model has got a different tier. Not every model sits in the same, the same pay structure. Am I right or am I wrong? Is that based out of bookings that you get? Bringing out the conversation, we're getting <laughs> down and dirty. <laughs> Who's gonna go for it? you wanna go for it? Okay, I'll go for it. I would say you are correct in the sense that um, necessarily you can't pay a beginning, a starter model the same rate as a model in the industry do you know what i mean yeah you almost there almost has to be a difference in pay Tears. and even the amount of work that a model does and the book that's like almost a model that's coming into the industry is that's new would get almost a standard rate there is a standard rate in south africa that they do get so mm. in terms of that it's all stated um BC, you'll correct me also. It's all stated in your contract also as a model when you do sign. So mm -hmm. any other, and I do believe that it is a fair rate in terms of the amount of work that you do as a model. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that maybe it can change in terms of the amount maybe, but I would say it's extremely, extremely fair. Nelvin, what about you? Tell me. Oh boy, it's totally different here. Completely <laughs> different. So it's it, it can go because we don't we don't have a rate card to start with. Like there's no industry rate card where let's say if you're doing a, an um, an editorial or you're doing a commercial for a particular brand and uh, let's say the buy the, the buyout is two years, three years. Uh, this is the rate uh, that that's supposed to pay you. No, we don't have that. So it's basically, and the model only knows of um, what they're being paid after mm -hmm. you booked. And then it's, uh, it's like a last minute thing where your, your agency tells you like, yo, you've been booked for this job and uh, this is the rate you're being paid uh, a particular low amount. So, but you do it uh, because if you don't, this other guy will. So that's the position so many models are in. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 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 So and you see that's 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 an agency problem because they're the ones to tell the client if if the the rate is low like hey listen uh, with my agency I don't uh, for commercials and uh, let's a particular job we don't accept something uh, below this so the agency and, and themselves don't yeah no, no I was gonna say and then that also cuts across to what you're telling so so even advertising agencies so that when they're booking out you know, the models for commercial, you know, for commercial yeah. work, that they have that structure in how much the, the the standing rate is versus how much this model needs to be paid because of the tier that exactly. they fall into. 
All right. I think, exactly. um, I do think in South Africa, it's totally different because I've gotten an agent tell me that, um, yo, this particular model, rate is our rate is too low for this model like they've told me that point blank wow and that's why i've that's Whoa. why i'm saying that they do as a model especially in south africa you kind of do need an agent because then they're the ones that kind of do protect you in the sense of as a client i would come to the agent and be like this is the amount that i'm looking at but then the agency would advise and be like um you're looking for this type of model who is well experienced has done so much work so mm. your rate is way too low for them and i've been told that that firstly your rate is way too low can you increase it by such amount and then maybe we can have a look mm. and see and i think the other thing that i like about the south african agencies also is that they do communicate with the models and they'll be like, no, let me speak to this particular, especially if like magazines, for instance, they have a particular girl already in mind. So the agency will be like, no, let me speak to this particular model and hear if she will take it or not. If she will, I would just ask that you just increase it by this amount and then we can communicate further. So I would say, in terms of pay, they do kind of come in and kind of negotiate almost. Um, and that's see the thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sorry, uh, if, I can, so if I can add no, something ahead, to that, yeah? yeah? Yeah, yeah, please, go ahead. Uh, and that's the thing where um, uh, almost all the mother agents uh, here in Africa, uh, they prefer sending their models down to, to, to Cape Town first uh, get them signed there because they know. Um, if I, be, I truly believe in this model, I know they're going to work there. And the rates are good. Uh, they're going to build a book well. Uh, so after that, they can be able to go to, let's say, Europe and other places. But they know that the rates in South Africa are good. So the agencies, the, the mother agents here prefer sending mm -hmm. their, the best, their best models down there first. Yeah. And and which which makes a lot of sense because you want to have agencies that have a collection, like a really great collection of, and I'm not saying that you have 50 girls, um, you, you know, to start at the top, but, you know, get, you know, have good selection of people who, you know, who are going to work well, um, they're going to build their books and, um, and basically that becomes a stand point. I mean, we're starting somewhere, right? BC, what, what do you think in terms of agency? Um, when you guys are selecting models um, to how you work with mother agencies, how, how do you go about that? And um, what are the opportunities? Because where um, remember, I also speak for my sister in Ethiopia. Nelvin knows her, Mahalate you know, Marlis. in terms of scouting, yeah. in terms of scouting people to go down and work and, and, and the works, you know, how does that, how, you know, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, so you mean like scouting obviously from other African countries? Yeah, because you see, they're talking about the agencies, the agencies fight for you. So how, what is your back end? You know, you're working for an agency. So what does that look like? For when BC has booked a girl, how does that, you know, take us through the whole process? 
Okay, so for when it comes to the scouting process, we we have um, a few people that we work with. Um, so, I mean, like, usually when we get um, models from Nigeria, a lot of them just, like, so we've, we've had agencies from Nigeria that send us emails and be like, oh, we have, so, so they'll send a couple of the models, they'll send the pictures, and we'll look at that. Um, yeah. So we do have some agencies that, that have emailed us and we've had um, models directly email us as well saying they want to come work in South Africa. Um, yeah. And we've had models from, we get emails all the time because, I mean, I do the model submissions at work and we get submissions every single day. <laughs> you yeah. even get like, people from Namibia, from everywhere, from Kenya, from all of those places. But we go through the, we go through the, the pictures and if the person is, I mean, fits the criteria for the agency, we, we talk to them further. Um, but it's a little bit difficult because of the, the work permit can be quite hard to get um, for South Africa. It's not always the easiest thing to get. But we, we go through the process of preparing the documents as well. I mean, it was the same for me when I joined ICE Models a bajillion years ago. <laughs> I actually asked, um, it was, um, I mean, I don't know if Katla still works with him, Jan Milan, uh, when I came to South Africa in 2004, and I had to, and he took me to Ice in Cape Town, but at the time yeah. I was going to Paris, so I was like, I'm going to Paris, it's fine. <laughs> but then I had to come back here, and he gave me the contact of, of uh, Jane, Jane Phileas. Uh, she's the director of ICE and I sent an email and this is, I'm like, I want to come to South Africa. I think it would be a great opportunity for me to come work here. And they sent me all the documents. So we do that as well. Uh, if we get pictures of models and we see that they have the potential to be with us, we send them all, all the documents that they need. Uh, but it's just, I think sometimes the problem is just always the work permits that can be a little bit difficult to get. And also some people come into the country with the visa visa and just the process of the work permit can be very difficult. So we do find a lot of potential. We get emails all the time. We go through some scouts. Um, we have a guide that we work with here as well and sends us models. Uh, so we, yeah, we, we do, we do find potential from everywhere. So yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. Um, Somewhat there. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, I, I feel like, um, you know, in terms of, of agency, like Nelvin was saying, there's a huge gap to feel, say, in Kenya, you know, with, with our working processes and how, you know, um, how, how we represent models and what we want from the models, you know, how we do our go -sees. Do we even do go -sees, Nelvin? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. We yeah. don't. So you know, it becomes it becomes a thing of the agency making sure that um, we change that structure. You know what I mean? I, I which I feel that even by the time um, a Kenyan model or a, a Ethiopian model understands what it means if they were to come to work in in okay. South Africa or in Paris or whatever. Um, and what that rate card looks like, what their portfolio looks like. Because when they're going in to see the designers, it's a whole other different, you know, if you're going to see Katleho and he's like, oh, these are the type of models that we're looking for. Mm. You're looking at their book and then you're saying, well, first try on this outfit because maybe the book is not showing me everything that I need to see. And then from there, you're making your decisions. But I do think that we do need to really change our structure out here. I, I, I believe in that. Um, I would say... Nelson, is that one of the reasons? Mm -hmm. 
So I would say in the, in, the, in the South African context, actually in Africa, I know a lot of people, I mean, we've had people that say, I want to do modeling, I'll, I'll quit my job, or I'll quit school. In Africa, you can't do that. It's not, the industry is big, but it's not that big. <laughs> it's not big enough for you to quit school. It's not big enough for you to quit your job. It's not big enough for that. So even when we get models that come into the agency, we tell them you have to have a backup plan. This is not Europe where you can do a job for one designer and get a lot of money. I mean, even in Europe as well, there's still a lot of models that struggle because there are a lot of models. There are a lot of people that want to be in the industry. So, I mean, I've had the opportunity to travel to Paris and Milan and all of those places, and I know how difficult it can be to even get an agency. So if the people at the top, that kind of make it look so easy, the Kendall Jenner's and the Gigi Hadid, they make it look like, no, just go to New York and you'll be fine. No, you're not going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. a lot of people. So we tell as well, like, we know you want to be models, but you have to have a backup plan. You have to have something else you're doing. And even when we bring models from Nigeria, we bring models from Kenya or all of those places, we tell them as well, like, you have to have something else that you're doing here. Don't just come here because you're going to be frustrated if you come into South Africa and all you want to do is modeling. You're going to be frustrated because you have to understand as well, like, it's seasonal. It doesn't happen every day. You don't get castings every day. You don't get to work every day. You know, so you have to have something else you're doing because if you come here and you just want to be in South Africa to do modeling, you're going to be frustrated because it's not going to happen all the time. And then you're going to blame your agency for it. Like, oh, they're not booking me enough jobs, but you don't understand, like, it's not something that happens every day. Sometimes you might get like six, seven classes in one week. And sometimes you might go like two weeks without getting any classes. Sometimes you might work every single day. And sometimes you might not work for the next two weeks or even over a month, you know? So um, like what player said as well, the it's very different here in South Africa when it comes to the rate. Um, yeah. I, I, I would say it's good and it's better. <laughs> It's good sometimes. It's def I mean, I don't know what the industry is like in Kenya, but hearing what Nelvin has to say, it's very different here. I mean, for us as, as agents, when we send our models to casting, we tell them what the rate is. And like Akleo said as well, like the rate is different for every model because it's also based in your, on your experience as well. You're getting paid for your experience. And I think it's with every single job that you do, if you work in an IT company, they pay you for your experience and what you know. You know, so you're not gonna go to a job and get the same rates as a model that you started yesterday, you know. So and yeah. we when we send classes out as well, we send this is the rate, and you as a model, you have the right to decide I don't want to do it because the rate is not good enough for me. You know, so we're not gonna force you and say, if you don't do it, somebody else will. No, we don't, we're not gonna tell you that. We'll tell you this is the rate. Are you okay with the rate? And as um, Kakleo said as well, we also negotiate because that's the reason why we have agents. That's the reason I'm an agent. I'm the middleman. I'm there to send you to customs. I'm there to negotiate your fees. I'm there to look if a client sends something in and they have they want this model because that sometimes we get something like we want this model we're like uh -uh, not for that rate you're not gonna get that model for that rate because we know the work they've done we know where they are in their in the career um so yeah it's definitely good for you to have an agent because they negotiate the fees but sometimes the models sometimes don't also understand the contract but the agents do and they help you in that aspect um, so yeah, for the rate is always different for every model, you know, I mean, I've been in the industry for 15 years and more. I wouldn't want to get paid the same as someone that started last week because <laughs> the experience okay. is different. Uh, so yeah. Um, Nelvin, um, Nelvin and then, um, Nelvin, what do you, what, you know, 
these, these must have been some of the frustrations that you had um, being a model out here and saying that, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna work within, you know, I'm not gonna get an agency to represent me here. I'm gonna look outside or somebody outside found you. Um, and how, how has that experience been for you? Uh, for me, I was lucky because um, at some point, uh, before, because uh, I wasn't sure, I wasn't too sure about the industry here. So um, the on, I, was only, I was only booking independent jobs from the relationships I had built uh, from yeah. the, the good agencies that we have, but I wasn't signed to them. So there was this, uh, my, my mother agent now is called Rodney from REDG. He scouted me okay. through the pick, through the concepts I had done before. So okay. he picked me up. Uh, he picked some of my pieces up and he was like, hey, dude, uh, you're doing some amazing work. Uh, I would like to guide you and eventually represent you as a mother agent. And then we can be able to see how we can proceed from there. So yeah. he was able to guide me through uh, the kind of shoots I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, how I'm supposed to, to be as a model myself, I'm supposed to carry myself, I'm supposed to take care of my skin, my hair, my, 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 my nails, you know? So yeah. he's the one who guided me through the entire process of uh, being uh, an international model per se. Uh, and that, then I eventually signed to him. And then he was yeah. able to place me uh, first in Cape Town uh, with cover models. Uh, that's where I did my first season in uh, 2018. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, that year was the year where there was the water crisis. So, uh, um, yeah, so it was a different script then. So, like uh, BC said, uh, as a model, when you go somewhere and you expect that uh, that's the only thing you're, you'll be doing, you're supposed to do, and you'll get uh, good money off of that, that's going to pay your bills and maybe save some. Mm -hmm. uh, that can be, uh, it can, it's not always that way. So uh, it, was a, it was a very tough season that year, but good thing um, I, had a, I had a skincare product uh, which I carried with me. So I was okay. able, to, to, yeah, so I was able to, to shoot and market it there. And uh, mm -hmm. I was able, to, do, I was able to, to sell it there. So that's what sustained me during that time because there was no jobs at all. We'd go, let's say a week or two, uh, with only one casting, yeah. Yeah. So wow. a lot of yeah. So a lot yeah. So a lot of models at that time they were quite frustrated because um, it's not what they expected, um, and 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 it could be it could be quite uh, <laughs> it could be quite hard. So uh, with that being said, um, uh, um, uh, now uh, that's why I was able to to pick up. Um, uh, the desire, my passion for designing. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so uh, so I'm able to combine uh, modeling here and designing at the same time. Oh, that's really fantastic! And I've seen your stuff, which was just it's like Kitlinko. He's really amazing. So you need to get some of his stuff. <laughs> no, like thank you. I, I, I saw. I saw your menswear and I saw, you know, the dresses that you had at um, at Diana's store. And I was like, I called you and I was like, hey, and I was like, wait a second. We need to be talking about the modeling industry. I mean, like, this is how this whole thing came about because I did run into his 
his clothes. And then I was calling yes. him and saying, hey, do you think you can dress me for one of these things? And then I was like, but wait, one moment, please. You know, you were like this big time supermodel and then you're also into design. And this that kind of excited me because it's progressive. You know, and it's um, and you're understanding something that is completely different, something that our industry needs. We always need to kind of learn from each other. Right. And and keep growing. Um, you know, we can't stay. Um, Mahalit is saying hey to you. So I'm going to throw that on the screen. So. Um, hey, Mahalit. So, <laughs> so Kaleho, um, talk to me. I'm. I'm while you're talking, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll be listening in, but um, talk to me a little bit about um, about what your expectations are, especially when you're picking out models for, um, let's start with your magazine because that is, that is here and now that's present. That is exactly what is happening here. Um, so basically when I start with my magazine, how I normally look at it, um, I first look at it in terms of I come up with a concept. So I come up creatively, think where mm -hmm. should I kind of, what do I kind of need and what mm -hmm. is the need that people basically have in the industry. And then I come up with, I create a mood board and then from the mood board, I kind of see okay, I kind of need this type of model. And then I go out and then I look at, normally what I do is I go through all the agencies online. So yeah. the nice thing is um, Ice, Boss, Fabulous, Think, they all have their models online. So I look at their Z cards virtually. And then what I normally do is, lucky for me, I've been working with, quite a few models so I kind of know already most of them so then I would reach out to the agency and be like guys um, I'm, I'm shooting this and this is the rate that I have and is this model available and then they would be like okay cool they are available and you can come they would send me through their dates and schedules. And then I would also send through fitting days. And and remember, as a model, you must also get paid almost for the each day that you're with the client, basically. So whenever you have like a fitting day, you must get something. You have to get paid. When you have the show day or the shoot day you have to get paid and that's basically how I go about it and also in terms of um, Neville um, yeah I think you're doing amazing I think what you need to start doing also now is maybe then create your own agency you know what I mean so if you're seeing there's a gap already there in Kenya <laughs> That and you've traveled. That's, I think, the most fortunate thing for you also that you've been able to like experience the industry more compared to your other fellow models in Kenya. So I think maybe then what you need to do is maybe then start looking and I think you've built up the connections 
already in South Africa, abroad, um, where you've been already. So maybe then start looking at it in that aspect of actually, I can actually become an agency in my own country and teach them how certain things, how a model should be almost what you were taught. So that's how Absolutely. I would kind of look at it, yeah. For sure, bro. Um, nah, it's something that um, I, I, I put into consideration, but um, I thought, let me, uh, let me build my leverage first uh, as a designer. Yeah, yeah, and no, I'll, I'll take out, I'll, I'll take out some of your stuff, by the way. Oh, that'd be page. fantastic. <laughs> that'd be fantastic. I'll send you the 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 uh, my page, and then you can have a look, <laughs> and then let me know what the pieces that you like. Yeah, yeah. Is everybody? Can everybody hear each other? I feel like going in and out. Um, there was just a bit of feedback, but yeah, I think we kind of... Can you guys, can you guys hear me? Yes, we yeah. can hear you. Are we okay? Okay, cool. So I got kicked off for a second there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's struggling, isn't it? This network. Just a little bit, I think. Damn you, network. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm 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 so happy about the conversation that is happening here because I'm hoping that there will be some sort of collaboration between everybody who is who is here. You know, with with BC, with Nelvin, with you know, with Katleho, with um, Mahale, who's listening in from Ethiopia, and she's got agency as well as the Hub of Africa Fashion Week. Um, you know, with the other agencies, hopefully, who are listening in. Um, is people need to understand what the opportunities are and one of the main reasons that i that i started um this podcast was to highlight people who are doing different things and showcase you know the opportunities that could happen you know um i know i'm a little bit in the dark so i'm going to keep playing with this while i ask you guys a, uh, um, a question in terms of relevance within the fashion industry, I have to put this out there, especially when it comes to content and building content. Do you think that we have an all-inclusive platform where... Um, sorry, I am going to say it, where the black models are included, you know, especially when it comes to print magazines. And I have nothing, you know, I have nothing against any other type of model. I'm talking about models who are coming out of Africa at this point, you know, and I know that we're mixed. They, we have our Indians, we have our white models, we have our, you know, we have our, we come with different shades. Mm. So do we, do we feel that we need to be more included, especially when it comes to print? Um, and print could now is now an online magazine too, as, as Katlejo is doing. So Katlejo, why don't I start with you? Do you feel that there is a gap that needs to be filled in terms of the type of you know, models that are seen? Um. Personally, I feel there is a gap, yes, um, in the sense that I think as a model, you also kind of need to kind of 
have a look at the business side of it also and just think of it uh think of yourself as a business almost and i think that's where models kind of improve in the sense of their branding almost and almost remember that at the end of the day they are also they are a business and they have a service to give at the end of the day so that's what i would say that they do there has to be some form of inclusivity in the sense of corporates now need to start looking more into using more black models more indian models more colored models more african models if we have to put it out that in that sense but i would say mm. as an industry we're slowly growing it's becoming as especially as a continent i think we can't rush things almost and expect things to change overnight that because if we do change overnight then it almost becomes it almost becomes like it could get washed away immediately do you know what i mean um so we need to take our time also in the sense of us growing as a continent and as include the inclusion aspect of it it is slowly happening we need to also be able to see those platforms that do include and give credit to those platforms that do include and are slowly trying to like break the mold almost so i would say that is slowly happening and that is a positive thing yeah mm what about what about you um bc and then nelvin then you can also follow up with that i think i do agree katlero that there's more there's more inclusion now i think i'll speak speak from the point of the johannesburg market once again <laughs> like i said um i don't know why this is like in in south africa um joburg is more of the black market and Cape Town is more of the mixed Caucasian cappuccino models. Um, and I think in Joburg, they, because it's more of a black market, they do use a lot more black models here. Um, I mean, I go on Instagram all the time and I see like all this production company that do a lot of fashion. Um, there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of inclusion of, of African models. Um, but I like what Katle was saying. It's not just the black models. It's the Asian models as well. We want to see Indian models. Like, I mean, if you watch a fashion show, you'll hardly ever see Indian models. And I don't understand why that is like, mm -hmm. are you saying Indian people don't wear clothes? <laughs> because they do. <laughs> Indian people wear clothes. Asians are clothes. So we need to see more of that. And it's not just, but I think in the Johannesburg markets, we definitely do have that. We have, I mean, we, with the magazines here as well, you see a lot of the black models in, 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 the, in the fashion magazines on, on, on the runway. I mean, we just recently did, um, fortunately enough, I was, I was part of um, SA Fashion Week. 
because uh, they are doing the the virtual show from the 22nd to the 24th and we we had the opportunity to shoot it last week and there's just a, a whole lot of different models there you've got the cappuccino models the white models the black models um so yeah i think just like katleo said it is changing uh, it's not where we want it to be. And I like what he said that you don't want it to just completely change overnight because it just comes and it goes. But if it grows, uh, it is better. But I would say from the Johannesburg market point of view, you, we definitely do have um, a lot of inclusion of the black models. Internationally, um, we, I, we there's a little bit of it because, I mean, I think I was watching... Um, one of the shows, because I think it was just the Paris Fashion Week that they did the shows just now, and you see a lot more Asian models. I mean, if you see all the campaigns that are happening now, you still see like with Dior and Chanel and all of the designers, they're including more Asian and black models. It's not where we want it to be, definitely, but it's better than where it was before. I mean, years ago, you go overseas, it's even hard to get an agency. They'll tell you, we already have someone that looks like you. Like, no, you don't. You just don't want to take me on. <laughs> you have nobody that looks like me. Uh, but it is changing now. And I think that is, like Katleo said, it is a positive thing. So, yeah. Um, and what about you, Nelvin? What do you think? You've worked in that industry. You've seen what it looks like. So what are your thoughts? I'm so dark out here. Damn. It's, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I feel it's way... I feel it's way better now than before, but if I can ask this, yeah, is it inclusion uh, from an aesthetic point of view where um, a campaign, uh, it looks nice if, uh, with a black model there, with an Asian model there, or is it inclusion for real, for real, where we're actually considering these different uh, ethnics where uh, we actually want these models to, to, to do work, or is it just from an aesthetic point of view where my campaign would look really good if I have this particular set of um you, of you know what you know what um i was okay so the reason why i talk about inclusion is because there's been this whole um now we're seeing a little bit more uh um darker skinned people um on on magazines right which is really great but what i'm trying to say is i i want inclusion in, in terms of work you know I feel like a model is a model is a model. Campaigns can look really differently. I mean, like depending on the scope of your market and who you're speaking to, what's your market space, where, you know, what is your brand about? Who, who are you, who's your target audience as a brand, right? Um, there's some people who go left, right, and center. You know, it's just everybody. It's like United Colors of Benetton, by the way, where are they? They were like United Colors of Benetton. You would see every skin color across the bound. I remember I just had a conversation recently with someone who just said, well, I have to travel down south to look for the really darkest skin models, but does that represent my whole country because we come in different shades? You know, and I was like, oh, that's, that's such an interesting valid point because then it just means that um, right now I'm happy. Um, you know what I mean? That we're seeing a lot more dark skin people being included in campaigns. My question is, is that, you know, when we're talking about the representation across the board, are you seeing everybody that you need to see? You know, if you're talking about a Kenyan, you've got people from Taita, you've got your people from Lamu, you've got your people from, you know, we, we, we range in like, call it, put it, put it on a grade. <laughs> we, we have different shades. So my thing is my inclusion within the whole market. Who represents Kenya? 
I say, I, I say we've got our Wazungus, we've got our Indians, we've got our, you know, I don't know, <laughs> black people with all different shades, you know, starting mm. from really light skinned to really, really, really dark, you know? So mine is, am I seeing an inclusion in every campaign? I don't know. It's something just to debate about. So you guys go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a very fine line. Uh, I think I agree with uh, you. I think. Go ahead. Sorry, um, sorry, Melvin, go ahead first. No, it's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. And then jump. Yeah, I'm saying it's yeah. a. Yes, yeah, it's a very fine line because um, of the different um, how we are. Let me, for 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 lack of a better word, let me say divided uh, in terms of tribes and all that. Um, I, that's why I think it's something that will take uh, a bit of time for all these um, shades and um, different, um, uh, uh, let's say, uh, different um, Africans to be to be highlighted on a mainstream uh, platform where they're able to represent each and every um, part where they come from. Uh, it's something that will definitely take time. But uh, for the for what's happening now, I feel it's way much much better than uh, what's been happening way before, because of the campaigns that have been pushed online, because of how models are picking up, um, how they would like represent, represented by brands, even how models go to shows and they're not able to get uh, the right color of uh, makeup, you know. So it's mm. something that uh, yeah, it's something that we've been able to. Uh, air out over the period uh, over over time, and it's getting better as 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 time goes by. Oh, that's awesome, BC. What were, what did you have to? Um, what were you saying? No, I think I was just I wanted to talk about the representation, even in on the international scale. Uh, I think at a point a few years ago, they, it just felt like. If you had to come from Africa and you had to walk the international runway, you have to be dark skinned and you have to have some crazy story. Like, I'm not from a village, I don't have a crazy story, <laughs> you know. And at that time, I felt like every single model, especially from Africa, that is on the runway, they always have to be dark skinned, they have to be from Sudan. And I've met somebody from Sudan that looks nothing like what we, the stereotypical Sudanese, that she's not dark skinned. She's like, she's got like big hair, you know, and, but they would tell her like, okay, maybe she's not, she's not dark skin enough. Like, how can you be from Sudan and look like that? You're not dark enough. Uh, and I think on the international scale, it was very different. Like you had to, coming from Africa, you have to be dark skin, short hair and a crazy story, you know? Um, <laughs> but thankfully it, it is a bit different now because I mean, I watch the shows now and I see a lot of models from Nigeria, from different African countries, and they're not as dark skinned as they, I mean, as they would want them to be. Uh, so it is definitely changing, which is a good thing because, like you said, Africa comes. With, I mean, Africans become in different shades. You know, we have different hairstyles. We're not, not all Africans have like crazy Afro like mine. <laughs> Some people, their hair is softer. There's no shrinkage. It's very different for everybody, uh, and I think that's that's also changing now. I mean, even with the the Miss Universe that we have now, you know, like her hair, she's not got the weaves and everything. I love the beautiful short hair that she has. And that's very different. Years ago, that would never have happened for them to have, you know, a Miss Universe with short hair like that. Uh, so I think it's a great thing that things are changing it's slowly, 
but surely. So yeah, that was that was my take. Um, I just saw um, Mahalit saying, yeah, inclusion, inclusion, inclusion. I know that there's also other, you know, conversations that are happening on the back end because, and the reason why I asked about the inclusion, Elvin and um, Ketlejo and BC was because there is an amount of people who are feeling that there is a lack thereof in a, it, to a certain aspect. But like I said, this is debatable and I'm I'm happy to hear these points of views. You know what I mean? Because um, it, it only gets better, you know, as, as we have the conversations and we can say, hey, yeah, this is how we want to be represented. This is where, why we want to be represented. Um, and even speak to clients and say, how about we represent why don't we try something a little bit different? Why don't we add this, this, and this aspect? And Nelvin, mm. to a point that you created earlier, you would be able to plant a seed in a client, in, in, in a client's um, brand, because you'd be able to show them a different perspective, you know, um, in terms of an idea, creative direction. So, um, you know, these are these are takers. Um, I, you know, we've we've reached the one hour mark and um, I want to be able to ask two final questions. Um, so when it comes to now our industry, I want us to, to highlight opportunities. Let's start with that and leave a mark. So if we were to highlight opportunities, let me start with you, Nelvin. What opportunities would you highlight right now within your industry, within who Nelvin is as a person, what you've learned from this whole, you know, we've gone through this crazy pandemic and I, I'm sure right now your mindset is, you know, you've, you've Totally readjusted yourself. So what what are your opportunities? Highlight your opportunities. And then we'll get into that last question, which is, you know, what is your ticker? What is the one thing that you would leave behind? Go ahead. I think um, a model should be able to grow past um, the, just the pretty face. You need to be able to look at the industry from a 360 uh, point of view, uh, what, what the client expects. Um, what is it that I can be able to offer? Um, how can I be able to uh, make uh, this thing uh, different? So for me, it's uh, growing past the point of um, just waiting for 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 for, for jobs from uh, from age, let's say agents. Um, I'm able to do my own concepts in terms of how I relate to a particular brand. Um, so I'm able to do. Um, this is this is in regards with the with the agents with the with the problem uh, with agencies that we have here. So I'm able to do um, concepts uh, with either with my designs or with my modeling skills, and then pitch them directly to to clients and able to grow. Um, uh, also, another thing that um, I'm keen about is um, models should have that aspect of influencing in them because uh now brands are not booking the same way they used to if it's mm. not directly through an agency where they are they book you, you know uh depending on your portfolio if you're able to have some aspects of influencing you're able to build your own um followers and and, and crowd you're able mm. brands are able to approach you directly because they know you have a particular market ready yeah. So as a model, you should you should uh, build leverage in in every possible way you can, online yeah, right. more so. 
Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah. what would you, what, what are your opportunities? How are you seeing your opportunities? What is, what is, a, what are the things that you could highlight as your opportunities? Um, so basically how I see my opportunity is, it's just branching out more. And, I, and I think it goes back to also how I see models also, because normally how I see models is they're still human beings at the end of the day and it goes back to the point that I brought up earlier that they are also brands so looking at themselves as brands and that's how I know I have what I have taken and I see there's an opportunity there that as a model you need to kind of look at yourself as a brand and as a business first of all and just also the opportunity of learning from other people and seeing what other people have done and taking away from what other people have done so that you as a person don't have to go through that same thing or that same path that person went through. So yeah. that's an opportunity that I've kind of seen. And also, just also, just be mindful of also social media. Like social media plays a huge role now. Um, I think um, technology is increasing. Um, we need to kind of see that opportunity also in terms of technology and what we can do with technology. I mean, like BC was saying earlier, how SA Fashion Week now shot. Um, their virtual shows, all of that. So that's mm. opportunities that we have never thought of before yeah. the whole pandemic and before, like, the whole craziness of lockdown and COVID <laughs> and everything. So, yeah, yeah I would say I, that is a huge opportunity for me also. Mm. Fantastic. Thank you. BC, what are your thoughts? What are your highlights? I think um, Katleo and Nelvin has actually said it. It's social media as well. It's the opportunity for you to still grow as a model. I think uh, social media right now, it's, uh, it's, a great, it's a great tool for you. I mean, it's always been, uh, but even more so than ever, because now everything is virtual now. I mean, like I said, with the SA Fashion Week that just shot, it's actually great because you can get to watch the show anywhere you are because now they're doing the virtual shows, you can get ticket and you can watch it in the comfort of your home. Um, so the opportunities for models is still social media to push yourself online because that's where clients are going now because a lot of clients are not able to see people uh, in, in person, you know? Yeah. But the opportunity is still there for you as a model to approach agencies, even though at this time of the year, things are kind of like winding down. Uh, by second week in December, almost everything closes. But there's still the opportunity there. I think agencies are still always looking for new models. Uh, yeah. Because sometimes some people will join agencies and they don't have the time. So there's always that opportunity, that door that is open for models to still approach agencies. I mean, like I said, we still get model submission even during lockdown we're still getting model submissions you know <laughs> that yeah. lockdown did not stop people from wanting to be models 
Uh, so we still yeah. got that. So the opportunity is still there for you to approach agencies. The opportunity is still there for you to send your pictures. And internationally, is a little bit of a problem because no one is really traveling right now. Uh, and I'm sure tickets are even more expensive. But it's using online. It's still approaching agencies. It's still working on yourself as if nothing ever happened. Like, just because the pandemic happened doesn't mean you should stop working on yourself as a model. You still have social media to push yourself. You can still approach agencies if you're looking for agencies. We still have a lot of people from Nigeria that still send us emails all the time wanting to be models. And we still see the potential there. They might not be able to travel right now, but I still, at least they're not letting that stop. Uh, they're not allowing that to stop them from approaching agencies. Um, so it's still there. It's still there for you to work on yourself. It's still there for you to build your portfolio. And this is even a great time for you to actually do a lot of tests if you have photographers that are wanting to test with you this is a great time for you to build your book because everybody's wanting to do something the makeup artists don't want to just sit at home and do nothing photographers want to shoot so if you as a model have people approaching you uh, and they want to do a test shoot with you go ahead and build your book right now it's such a great time for you to get more pictures uh because unfortunately like a lot of the magazines that we have in south africa they had to close down because they, they didn't survive covid um, but if you have a lot of photographers approaching you and saying, I want to do a test shoot with you, this is not the time to be asking, are you paying me? You know, because actually <laughs> test shoots, you don't even, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't get paid for that. Test shoots is test shoots. So approach, actually approach photographers and tell them you want to shoot with them. You know, if they're willing to do that because it works for you as a model, works for the photographer, it works for the makeup artist, everybody gets pictures from it. So still build yourself as if nothing happened and still approach agencies. I mean, if you have the criteria for the agencies, they will take you on. So I don't think that should stop you from, from working on yourself as a model. Okay. Um, now my, one of, I, I really love the, you know, the dynamic of the opportunities that are definitely there because that's exactly what this pandemic has done. It has just basically allowed us to delete and restart again. Yes. And yes. Um, I feel like if we're not restarting, then, you know, mm. you shall be left behind. And I'm, yeah. I, I'm like, I want to be ahead of that pack. No, but I just <laughs> like my conversations that I'm having right now. Um, yeah. Finally, you know, what are your parting words? You know, I'm really excited that all of you have put something on the table. Um, I'm, I'm gonna start it off by saying agencies need to, need to pay attention to um, to the models and and how you represent the models and why you represent the model. You need to pay attention to the clients that you're working with and why you're working with those clients. Because remember that determines everything if you are an agency. And now for the models, as <laughs> Nelly has said, I leave it with, uh, I, leave, I leave his words, his parting words, are gonna be my parting words. I'm gonna be like what he said. Um, but I, I'm excited for the opportunities that people could have and could build and could grow into. Um, and I'm looking for more diversification in terms of content and building. So that one goes to Catlejo and the amount of information that you're seeing out there. Um, mm. May you highlight a lot more people and build the brands that need to be builded and the businesses that need to be builded. Um, uh, let me just see. I'm, I'm thinking about um, for you know because I know Mahalet is still here. So I'm going to say to those who run, <laughs> who have events, you know, mine is that I still always want to include models, but I will pose this to agencies, and I don't say 
um, agencies, but also advertising agencies where they pull in the money, you know, pay attention to what people need, deserve, and how you're going to actually elevate and grow an industry. You know, a lot of, anyway, so that's another one for another day. Let me get the agencies in here and then we can have those discussions. <laughs> Maybe I'll call you guys back and I'll be like, Nelvin, talk to them about representing brands and how we should be represented and why agencies are getting cut off here and why you guys are not paying the right amount of money and why you guys are going under the table. Oh, yeah, you see? Yeah, it's like need to change in Kenya from what I've heard. Things need to change a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, whole... I think we need to go to Kenya just for a little bit, for like a couple of months. <laughs> yeah, I think we, we might oh, yeah. just invade Kenya. <laughs> we, 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 have, guys... we have our work cut out. <laughs> I'm trying not to, I'm yeah. trying not to, I'm, not, I'm trying not to poke the beasts, man. But okay, so. Um, <laughs> Um, but okay, so last parting words. Yeah. Let me just leave it there because I'm like, hmm. Nelvin, Lina, Lina, oh, if you can allow me to, if you can allow me to, 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 to ask you something, yeah. Yes. Uh, you were doing something incredible with the uh, fashion core installations, uh, and then it's it stopped. Uh, what happened? Motherfuckers don't like to pay. <laughs> <laughs> Goes back to that. <laughs> Sorry, don't mind my. Sorry, mommy, if you're watching this. This is like the third time my mom's just catching me in the middle of like this stuff. But you know, the the core is definitely there. I'll tell you what. Um, this our structures definitely need to change. Um, you know, when we're walking into to corporates and agencies and asking for sponsorships and stuff like that, I start feeling bad for our industry here in Kenya because. You look at South Africa. You look at um, you look at Nigeria. Let's just go into Lagos. They have such a support system in terms of corporate. They understand the value, the add value of having you know plugging in the money into the fashion industry. Listen, we are a billion dollar industry. If Nelvin can grow his brand and we can represent him, you know, my installations were more about. You have to see you when you see it as opposed to runway show you know walking back and forth mine has to be that you have to be able to see the texture see how it sits on this person walk around understand what the brand is does it associate with you because the business of fashion works that way you know um for nelvin to be in full-on production you know, he, he puts a lot of money and work um, into into creating a show. So there's a whole cycle, you know. It's not just for inclusion of uh, people buying in Kenya, but it becomes, imagine if you, if, if you could be stocked in stores in South Africa, in Cape Town, in Joburg, in Lagos, and, you know, what if we started our own mainstream department stores, you know, supporting African brands or African designers? There's a lot to say about it. But remember, in order for us to also start plugging some of these things in, I have to source my models, you know. Yeah. Uh, I have to pay them. It's not just coming out of anywhere. So there's some brands who would be able to associate with with an event of such but you know we'll see i mean like you know the beat has to stop yeah like, i think i like world, we'll be back. 
with the business of fashion thing, I think it's it's great that you also said that like the designers don't just create for the country where they are. They have to be able to get their clothes to other parts of the of the continent as well, which I think is something um, the fashion agency in South Africa is doing. So they take like the African designers and they take them to different countries. It's not just I mean Tebe Magogo and Rich and all of those people. They don't just create for South Africa. They have their clothes in Lagos. They have their clothes in different parts of the continent and even overseas as well. So it's not just doing fashion shows just to like you know get the pictures. You want to be able to sell the clothes and not just to the people in your country because i mean we have Armani and versace and all of those people here why can't we have all of those people as well in yes, other yeah. african countries and have it in paris and in milan and all of those other places so the, yeah. and then i think one of the problems that we have is like african fashion is not really supported in africa yeah. and i think that's one thing like people need to start supporting the african designers like a designer would, I mean, somebody would rather pay 10,000 rand for a Giorgio Armani jacket than to pay 5,000 rand for, I don't know, Tabi Maguire or Julie Clark, you know, or a Melvin, exactly, just because it's not Versace or it's not a Armani. So I think what we need to start doing is just promoting the African designers as well, um, which is, that's another topic on its own. So, yeah. It's a business of fashion. It's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, that's you know, a whole other topic. It's a it whole is. other topic. Um, I, I, so Nelvin, you know, you and I, you know, I'll definitely be back with the presentations. Um, it, it's just now restructuring itself in some way, form, and the other. But it had to also start with conversations like this. So this, to me, also becomes a blessing. Um, in disguise that we can sit here, we can have this and say, hey, Ketleho, um, let's do this. Nelvin, let's pull up here. Let's do something different. And BC, let's support, you know, the rest of our Kenyan models, you know. Um, it could be, hey, could you book these guys? Could you take a look at these guys? You know, mine is just, let's collaborate. Let's make things different. Um, and yeah, and, and, and push the envelope forward. But I'm, I'm going to have to love everyone. So, Katlejo, one last final words, darling. Did I give you your last final words, Nelvin? Let me start with a no, gem. Nelvin, go. <coughs> final words. Um, all I can say is um, uh, we, are, we are in a different setup now. And um, uh, we should be thinking of how uh, we can elevate uh, as an industry. Uh, and uh, it all comes to everyone uh, playing their part in terms of um, the stylists, working with designers, working with um, models, working with um, photographers. So it's a whole 360 that we should embrace. And um, I'm glad that through such kind of podcasts and talks that uh, we're able to have these conversations out so we can be able to improve. And um, that's what I'm happy about. All right, thank you, darling. Um, Katleho, where are you? Oh, I see you up here. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> um, yeah, last final words. I'd just like to say thank you, Linda, um, for creating such a platform where we're able, just echoing also what Melvin was also saying, just creating such platforms where we're able to communicate and interact with each other and also just see each other's opportunities and see and help each other where we might not see there's an opportunity. And also just the knowledge, um, passing down knowledge from different aspects and different people and 
Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. BC, your final word. I think my final word would be to people that want to be models. Because uh, speaking from the point of a, a model booker, is as a model, never stop working on yourself. Especially people that are trying to get into the industry. Uh, the way you approach agencies is very important. The kind of pictures you even send into agencies is very important as well. Like the pictures you send, it represents you. Um, so in approaching agencies, be sure the pictures that you send represents you well because they have a lot of people that they, they, we, I mean, I have a lot of model submissions that I go to on a daily basis. And if those pictures don't represent you well, sometimes you might move on to the next person. So for me, the advice is just to models, keep working on yourself, keep, keep building your book keep informing yourself about what is going on in the industry um and yeah i think that would be my final word <laughs> thank you so much bc so um we definitely have a lot to do within i i want to say within our modeling it, um, industry here in kenya and um i guess now now is a good time i i hope we have heard we have listened and we can implement something different um, for the models, for the agencies, you know, just take heed, listen, and and yeah, and and let's do something in in, in a very different way. Um, and now I really want to thank. I am the beautiful. Oh my gosh, the curve, Nelvin. You need to come and check this place out. Um, it's called the Absolutely. curve. Absolutely, looks fantastic. Oh my gosh, I have the national. I have the it national does. park right over here. Um, <sighs> I know. I, I was know. About to it's, ask you that earlier. Like that looks like it's it's the face is wait, so beautiful. I, I gotta I show you. So I mean, like it. <laughs> it's it's really it's styling it's and so profiling. Gorgeous. So it's it's an apartment hotel. And if you look over here, oh, okay. So I don't know if everyone can see my background, but at the back is our national park and our SGR growing over there. Hold up. Wow. Let's see can you see that? Oh. So it's a yeah, national park yeah. back there. And then you know our roads are coming up, so it's also very nasty. But this is wow, like such, that is such a beautiful space. So that yeah, they're building an express highway, but you've got the national park, and you know Kenya is the only country. Are we the only country, Nelvin, in Africa that has a national park within the city? Let's claim it before someone else does. No, so, that's yeah. us. That's us. Are. So I want to thank. I want to thank um, this beautiful partnership that I've had with. Um, the Spartan Hospitality Group. They've been absolutely fantastic. This beautiful space is called The Curve. I'm gonna post out another video just featuring the space, but thank you very much. I really enjoyed being here. I know I've been trying to find my lighting, but hopefully the next one that we do, um, we'll have figured it all out. Maybe I'll just be lounging. <laughs> Maybe I'll be lounging in the bathtub having a conversation with my next people. I don't know. Um, going down south but thank you all so much nelvin it's such a pleasure thank you so much i'm so proud of you Katlejo, you know we were about we were supposed to meet so i mean even if it's this way i'm i'm super 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 honored to have you and thank you for introducing me to bc and bc thank you so much for jumping in on this um this is this has been brilliant so i yeah happy wednesday wherever you are look out for the curve um tis the place to be and i'll be featuring them um yeah in the next couple of days but thank you so very much nelvin you must come here with me next time absolutely maybe do a shoot there yeah
Absolutely. I, I will I will I will I will rope you into this. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. I'll put in my words and then create the connection. That's how it happens, right? So yes, let's do it. All right, sending you guys love. Asante Nisana. That's my thank you so much. Thank you. Nice thank to you. meet you all. Oh please, please subscribe, guys. Please subscribe. Atlero, have you subscribed? Now, then, subscribe. I did this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Jump in, Mahale, go and subscribe. All right, thank you all. Have a beautiful Doing day. Doing that right now. <laughs> thank you. Nice to talk to you guys. Bye. 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 And there we go. <laughs>